Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. This week, we'll be talking about Zoom, a communication tool that has become more and more popular over the past few years. And in fact, we've been using more and more for our interviews for this show. This software can be run from a desktop or mobile device for video and or audio conferencing, chat, and webinars. We'll speak with Carter Jenkins, a customer success manager at Zoom, about the accessibility of Zoom and some of its features. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Carter Jenkins. Do you have a tip you would like to share? I don't really have a tip other than for our your listeners to know uh, that really at Zoom, you know, we we take accessibility very seriously, and we build that into every improvement, every feature that we put out there. Um, so if you do have feedback on things that can be improved, things that can be enhanced, or things that we've totally missed, you know, please please reach out to us at support.zoom.us. And we will try and build that capability into our platform. Um, And it's typically, if it's accessibility related, it will jump to the top of the list. And as you'll hear during our interview with Carter, accessibility really is pretty good with the Zoom software. Because if we're going to use a tool for our show and we have to rely on it every week, not only does it have to be a quality product to give us good audio and good connections with the people we're interviewing around the world, but it also has to be accessible. And Zoom really is. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Let's start by meeting Carter and learning about his role at Zoom. My name is Carter Jenkins. I am a customer success manager with Zoom Video Communications. I've been there for approximately three years. I was one of the original CSMs. I was like the seventh customer success manager at Zoom. Um, And over the past three years, we've grown to approximately 60 different CSMs uh, spread across the globe. So I'm, I'm one of many customer success managers at Zoom. And what does a customer success manager do? Uh, a customer success manager basically helps onboard and train customers of Zoom. So each each customer success manager has about you know anywhere from a handful of customers all the way up to hundreds of customers that they support, depending on the size of our customers. So larger enterprise customers, a CSM might have two or three of those. Um, and smaller mom and pop shops, a CSM might have hundreds of those uh, customers that they support. So they do training, onboarding, tips and tricks, um, education with the customers that they support. And that's what we're here for today to educate our listeners about what Zoom is all about and how accessible it is. Yes. Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is Zoom, its accessibility and its features. 
And at the end, we'll have a little demo of how to set up a meeting in Zoom using JAWS. So Carter, give us an idea of how Zoom started and how recent all of this is. Interesting story. So uh, the company is fairly new. So we've been around for approximately eight years. Um, and it was founded by a gentleman by the name of Eric Yuan. Um, Eric Yuan is from China. He came over and he wanted to get into the video collaboration space. So he joined WebEx, a competitor of ours, and was one of the first people to actually develop some of the first lines of code within WebEx. He worked his way through as the VP of engineering with WebEx, and eventually Cisco came in and purchased WebEx, and Eric Yuan was still there, and he went to um, the leadership at Cisco and said, I would like to rebuild WebEx in a more reliable format, an updated format. And WebEx said, no, thank you. We're, we're, we're perfectly happy with the product as we have it. And WebEx was sort of a conferencing service for the more technically minded people, I suppose. Exactly right. Exactly right. So Eric left WebEx and started Zoom, founded Zoom and built this product from the ground up. And it's been very highly successful over the past eight years. Now, we have been using Zoom for several months at this point, and we are actually using it for this interview. But for our listeners who don't know what it is, can you describe it? Sure, sure. So Zoom is a leading modern video collaboration tool. Um, it's easy and reliable, and it's based in the cloud environment. So everything kind of homes into the cloud, if you will. And it's basically video, audio collaboration, as we're using today. Um, but we also have chat and webinar capability and uh, across multiple devices, whether it's mobile, whether it's your desktop, whether it's your, your phone or, or even a conference room. We, we support all of those capabilities. And they give you the convenience of being able to turn on or off any of those capabilities. Yes, yes. It is a highly flexible, very adaptive platform um, that was built from the ground up to be very reliable and easy to use. And the functions contained within Zoom scale from just kind of the personal use, almost like we're doing it here, to the corporate environment where you can really host large meetings and groupings and collaborations of people. Yeah. Yeah. So it can be anything from a one-on-one -on -one conversation all the way up to tens of thousands of individuals in our webinar platform. So you can really have it scale all the way up to as many people as you really need. So as you mentioned, Zoom must have grown quite a bit the past few years. It's mostly the past year or two that we've been hearing more about it. And some of the people we interview suggest that as their first means of communications. Right. How big of a company is it at this point? Yeah. So when, when I started three years ago, we were about 350 employees and now we're well over, uh, I, I think it's like over 2,500, almost 3000 employees at this point. And to what do you attribute that success? Is it the simplicity of zoom or the features or some combination? I think it's I think it's a whole bunch of different things, honestly. I think it's um, number one, Zoom is really driven on the customer experience. and And this is driven from Eric all the way down through every single employee is really driving that customer happiness, that customer satisfaction with the product. 
making it easy, making it reliable, and making it just something that they want to use. Uh, typically when people want to use a video collaboration platform or video conferencing platform, it's too complicated and they roll their eyes and they're just like, I don't want to do this. It's too, too much of a pain. But with Zoom, it's, it's easy and reliable. So they adapt to it and adopt it into their normal workday pretty easily. You know, I must say, we started out doing this radio program almost 10 years ago and we've been using one of your unnamed competitors for a long time. And there was always a reluctant to change, to try something else, because you know, there's always some cost of changing. But I must say the experience with Zoom has been really easy, especially from the point of accessibility as a blind person. And we've been really happy with it and starting to use it more and more. So I thought maybe we could talk about how people can sign up for it, try it out, and how accessible it is. So let's start by, you know, the sign-up process. How do people get involved in using Zoom? So it's very simple. So uh, the Zoom offering is really twofold. Um, if your standard user wants to go out and uh, sign up for a free account where they can test all the feature functionality that Zoom is, they can go to zoom.us and actually go into a sign-in option and sign up for a free account. All they have to do is enter their email address and create a, an account and a password, and that will give them full options of the Zoom platform. There are some limitations on that, um, that free option, uh, such as group meetings. Any meeting with three or more individuals will be limited to 40 minutes in length, but it gives you full range of capability. Uh, the other option is actually going out and buying a license that will give you full unfettered access to the Zoom platform and you can have group meetings for up to 24 hours if you wish. So um, if they want to just sign up for a free account, it's a great way to play with it and, and kick the tires, if you will. Now, you gave the web address as having a .us extension. What about people from other countries? So um, those that zoom.us is accessible no matter what country you're located. They can also go to zoom.com. It'll also route to that same address or same page. It doesn't matter what country you're located in. It will still route to the same web page. Okay. Now that we have someone signed up for an account, how do they start using the program? Do they need to download a program? Can they run it directly from their browser or their mobile device? So yeah, um, there is a small download that will be required uh, for usability on your laptop or desktop computer. Uh, it's a very simple download. It'll download a small plugin and it actually allows you to sign in using your email and your password. And you'll basically be able to launch meetings from that plugin on your computer. We also have a mobile application. Uh, we do support Android iOS. And so you can go to your Google Play Store or the App Store on Apple and download Zoom Cloud Meetings and it will install on your mobile device. Now, when we first started using Zoom, it was because other people we were interviewing at various companies requested that we use Zoom and we did not have an account, mm -hmm. but we were able to use it anyway. Can you describe that process? Yeah. So um, you can attend meetings if you wish, no matter whether you have an account or not. Uh, but being able to host meetings, you probably have to have a free or a paid account on the Zoom platform. And we do now. Yes. 
we're actually hosting this meeting on Zoom with the guy from Zoom. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm very thankful for that. It's a wonderful platform, and I, I love it to death. Okay, so now we've got this program running on our computer. We can run it from within our browser and connect with other people. Talk to us a little bit about how accessible this is and how a visually impaired person would interact with a Zoom meeting. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So let me let me kind of start at the kind of highest level of Zoom philosophy. You know, at, at Zoom, we start with accessibility in mind when we built the application, when we develop new feature functionality, and then we make those coding decisions based on will this be accessible to people who may need uh, additional ways of supporting themselves, and that's part of our design and engineering process from the get go. And we do accommodate for different abilities within uh, the various communities, visual disabilities, auditory disabilities, motor and cognitive disabilities as well, is all built into the platform when when we develop and design uh, the Zoom video conferencing platform. You know, that's one thing nice about the more recently developed applications is people are starting to think more accessibility from the get-go. If you try to put these hooks and features into legacy products, that can sometimes be a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's easier to build it into the system from the beginning than to retrofit when you haven't built that in. Well, maybe you can tell us what accessibility features Zoom has specifically for people who are visually impaired. Some capability Um, that was recently released is the ability to um, have text resized, make it larger, um, make it stand out a little bit better, as well as the ability to support high contrast and dark mode on our platform to really make that contrast, that visual acuity piece stand out. So what other features do you want to highlight for our listeners? Yeah, so um, screen readers are something that I'm sure um, is utilized within your community as well. Absolutely. (laughs) As as you're probably aware, um, this screen reader does plug in. It's not an inherent part of the Zoom platform, but that screen reader capability does plug into your operating system. Um, And what we've built into the platform is it basically allows that screen reader to convert um, every piece of interactive element text, buttons, data input, text elements um, into an auditory prompt. So when an individual mouses or tabs into one of those fields, the screen reader actually goes in and interprets in an auditory format what that field or what that input device is. It makes it easy for people to interpret what all these buttons are when they can't see them. And I've noticed that the Zoom developers, both on the desktop versions, which I've used with my screen reader, and the mobile versions, with which I've used in my iOS devices, all of the buttons are labeled. There are no elements that just say button or link. It's all nicely there. So your screen reader really has access to all that information. That's not always true of all applications. No. And and the nice thing is we have a team internally that has a very strong background in the university system um, around accessibility and building tools for that community. So we, we spend a lot of time and effort building that into our platform so we can take advantage of the different screen readers that are out there. Just to kind of give you a um, some of the supported platforms that we do offer for Mac and iOS, we do support voiceover. 
For Windows, we do support NVDA and JAWS. And then for Android, we support TalkBack. So those are some of the platforms, the supported platforms that we do support within our system. So I'd just like to comment on one little nicety for your sighted customers like me, which is when we're running this meeting, there's a whole string of little icons across the bottom of the window, and every single one of them is actually labeled in print. <laughs> yes. I can't tell you how many other applications where, you know, Pete says, oh, just click on the such and such. I'm like, I don't see any icons that are indicative to me that it might relate <laughs> yeah. to what you're telling me to do. He sees the labels. I usually don't. Right. So this is very handy. It is. And the user interface is really designed to be simplistic. You don't have to be a computer science engineer. You don't have to have a, a background in IT to understand how to use the platform. The mute button is the mute button. It's labeled mute and it's also a little microphone. So you don't have to guess what these buttons are. They're pretty intuitive. You know, and as a blind user myself, I was going to mention how nice the UI is. It's all well and good when buttons are labeled and elements are all labeled and your screen reader can read it. But if the UI is too cluttered and there's too much junk there and you have to tab around too many times to get to someplace, it's a real nuisance to use and it isn't very productive. But I've noticed that the Zoom interfaces tend to be very clean, not cluttered, easy to find what you want without too many swipes or keyboard tappings. Exactly right. And that, that really, we, we spend a lot of time and we get a lot of suggestions from customers saying, hey, can you add this piece of functionality to the screen? And we do a lot of analysis to say, is that going to improve the user experience or not? If it's going to clutter it up, if it's going to make it too congested, then we will opt to not add that piece of functionality just to keep the, the functionality very simple and easy to use. So one other feature of Zoom that I'd like you to talk about, which we're particularly fond of, isn't particularly an accessibility feature, but it's the ability to record meetings. We've had times when we were doing interviews here when our local system copy of the interview just became corrupt for one reason or another. And we found that it's very easy with Zoom to record that and then download that interview. Yeah, so that's a very wonderful feature. Like I mentioned, with the free account, you can record your meetings, but you have to record them locally, which will store them on your hard drive on your computer. So being able to even record meetings on a free account, you can do that. It just needs to be stored on your machine. Um, if you have a paid account, we offer two options. We offer a cloud recording option, which will save it to your account. Um, and you can do a lot of feature capabilities with that that I'll go into here in a second. But you can also uh, do local recording, which will save it on your hard drive. Um, if you do save it up to the cloud, we offer a number of bits of functionality. We do have uh, the ability to do post-recording uh, audio transcription, which will take the spoken word and transcribe the spoken word within that cloud recording. It'll transcribe every single word. Um, it's not at a level where we would want it to be deemed an accessibility offering because of the fact that it is about 90 to 95% accurate. Because as you know, if you're reading a screen recorder and you get a couple of words wrong, that can really alter the meaning of the sentence or the conversation that's taking place. Yeah, you wouldn't use such a transcript in a court of law. <laughs> 
but they're useful for other purposes. They are most certainly. It is a nice feature to have with that cloud recording. It's searchable and it's editable and you can go back and reread what was said during the meeting. So are there any other features that you wanted to talk about that we haven't? Not, not really. I think I just want to make sure that people understand that, you know, the screen reader capability is uh, one of the offerings for visually impaired, but we also have dynamic event announcements that we're working on right now. I don't have an exact date on when uh, that capability will be um, released, but that dynamic event are going to be things like people coming and going, that auditory announcement of, you know, Steve has entered the meeting, Steve has left the meeting. Those type of events are going to be coming here fairly soon. I would just like to point out for anybody who hasn't been paying attention that the audio quality is really quite good. We're using fairly high quality microphones and Carter is using the headset that came with his smartphone. Yes. And you can hear the audio's terrific. And before we started the recording, we were using the video feed as well. And that was terrific too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I say high quality, I mean high quality. The video is very high quality and we take really strong pride in our voice over IP platform. Um, and the, the audio is, is second to none. So it is probably one of the best um, voice over IP platforms I've ever used. So our listeners might want to give Zoom a try. I think so. Thanks, Carter. Thank you much. As promised, let's do our little demo. I'll show you how easy it is to set up a meeting in Zoom with JAWS. So once you get into Zoom, you tab until you get down to an item that says... Schedule button. Schedule. And you hit spacebar to activate that button. Space, topic, Peter Torpy, Zoom meeting edit. And you're first brought to an edit field where you can enter the title of the meeting so you know what it's about. If I hit tab again. Start colon. Tuesday, December 24th, 2019, 11 p.m. Press tab and use arrow left and right to move focus. Use arrow up and down to change selection. This brings me to a calendar view where I can set the time for the meeting. So I'll keep hitting tab and you can hear what some of the other items are that you can set up in Zoom for the meeting. Time combo box, 11 p.m. I can set the time of the meeting here. Duration colon zero hour combo box. Schedule a new meeting. 30 minutes combo box. Schedule a new meeting. This tells me how long the meeting is to last. Time zone colon combo box. Left parent GMT dash seven o'clock right parent. You can set your time zone. We're in the mountain time zone here. Recurring meeting checkbox not checked. And I'll just keep tabbing down some of the items. Meeting ID generate automatically radio button checked. Require meeting password checkbox not checked. This is for people who want to make their meeting more secure with a password. Video host colon off radio button checked. Video participants colon off radio button checked. We usually don't use video for our eyes on success interviews because it just takes up extra bandwidth. Audio telephone and computer audio radio button checked. This checkbox enables people to log in either through the phone by calling in or through a computer by clicking a link in an email that you send them. Dial in from the United States. Edit button. Calendar Outlook radio button checked. Now this checkbox and series of radio buttons is for automatically generating an email note and a meeting announcement that you can send to people. Advanced meeting options. Collapse button. And there are some items in here for automatically recording the meeting and some other options if you're interested. Schedule button. And if I hit the final schedule button here, it will schedule the meeting. 
And after I get down to the bottom of the screen, filling in all the data for the meeting, I'll find that an automatic meeting announcement was set up in Outlook for me. So I'll Alt-Tab, and here is the meeting announcement in Outlook that I can fill out with my email contact information for people I want to invite to the meeting. Peter Torpy Zoom meeting dash meeting. Title edit Peter Torpy Zoom meeting. Alt plus L. So you can tell that's the title of the meeting. Required edit. These are the people that required it, and I just fill in their email addresses. Optional edit. Optional edit. These are the email addresses of optional people. And if I just send out this mail message, everybody will automatically be invited to my meeting. And that's how easy it is. When a person receives the email with the meeting announcement and the details for the meeting, they can either click on a link to automatically join the meeting very easily from their computer, or if they're logging in from a telephone, there's a phone number that's provided and a meeting ID, and they just call the telephone number, type in the meeting ID, and bingo, everybody's connected. And that's how simple it is. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about Zoom, how to get it, and how to contact the people at Zoom. For people who are interested in setting up a Zoom account, trying it out, or learning more about Zoom, you did give some of this information, but maybe you can repeat it for our listeners yeah, so we have a number of different social media platforms. We obviously have our website, zoom.us, but we also have our blog post, which is blog.zoom.us. Um, so if you want to read up on some of the uh, new feature functionality, some of the announcements that are coming in the very near future, please feel free to reach out to that blog. We also have a Twitter account, which is at zoom underscore us as well as our YouTube channel at Zoom Meetings. So please feel free to check out some of those social media platforms to get more information around our Zoom platform. And if people had questions, is there a support email address that they can write to? Yeah, so support at zoom.us will um, allow them to get a hold of our technical support department. Um, and that team is staffed 24 hours a day, seven days a week to support our customers and support any inquiries that come into them. So they are fully aware of what's coming in the near future and also all the capabilities that are currently out there. So I almost hate to ask this, but for anybody who prefers using a telephone, what's that number? So we, we have a number of telephone numbers spread across the globe, but I'll give you the U.S. phone numbers only. And then if they want, they can go to support.zoom.us, that webpage. And there's a, a number of phone numbers listed. But the U.S. phone number is 888-799-9666, extension 2 is the uh, toll-free number to reach our support team. And that was certainly a bunch of contact information. But as usual, if you're looking for any of that contact information or want to learn more about Zoom services, go to the show notes associated with this episode at www.eyesonsuccess.net. I also want to remind our listeners that there is a new way you can listen to the Eyes on Success podcast. You can now do that by using your Amazon or Google smart home device by simply saying, Play Eyes on Success podcast. That's it for show number 2003. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about the Build a Better Book program.
The Build a Better Book program works with school and library makerspaces to engage youth in the design and fabrication of inclusive media, including picture books, games, and graphics. We'll speak with Jesse Swift, a STEM teacher at Golden High School, and some of his students about the project and how it worked at their school, including how they were able to represent in a fully accessible format some classes children's works. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy, and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.